We're joined by your favorite weekly co-host. We've got predictions. It's Northwestern week, and hopefully we'll have a better result than we found in North Carolina. But we got the spicy takes, the guesses, and more on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we are joined by your boy, Tristan Spanford, once again, our weekly co-host. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss this weekly feature and all of the other shows throughout the week. And if you ever have questions for us, drop them in the comments and we'll be sure to get to those on next week's show with Tristan as well. But Tristan, it was a rough go. It was tough sledding. It was the first loss. How are we feeling after that North Carolina game? Look, I it didn't go as well as we had planned, all right? But the best part about college sports and college football is that you can talk yourself into anything. And that's what I did all week, is that this was the game we wanted to lose. We had to lose this one because now we can build off of it. It wasn't a Big Ten game. I'm still, we're still sniffing Rose Bowl, all right? Like, this wasn't a Big Ten game. It was a frustrating loss, and we didn't look very good. But we can go back to the fact that, you know, we're young quarterback, you know? Still, you know, some a new offense. Like, you know, there's things we can do to completely flip this around and build off of it. I would just like to say you are still sniffing Rose Bowl. And to that, <laughs> I believe our friends Outcast said, I know you're like to thank yo. Don't stand. <laughs> you lean a little bit closer and roses really smell like blue. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, just throw that quote out there for that take. But other than that, I know a lot of folks are panicked on the quarterback situation. A lot of folks were all up in my mentions, all up on Twitter, all up in the comments, talking about Ethan's not a Big Ten quarterback. He can't do it. He's not good. Blah, blah, blah. Tristan, how do you feel about quarterback Ethan Kelly McManus? Are you with these these uh, Minnesota sports fans that he's just not it, he's not him, or what are you thinking after this game? I'm not even a little bit there yet. I'm not even a little bit there yet. Like, I can't be. How can you be? We're talking, like, fifth or sixth start? Like, come on now. Like, I think it's – the issue is, is Minnesota fans have been hurt. We've been hurt over and over and over again. So we're real quick to just be like, listen, let's just rip the bandit off now because I don't want to get hurt again. But I'm not ready to do that. It's it's very easy to give up and then jump back on later. That's fine. Exactly. That's fine. But I'm not I'm not gonna do that yet. I'm not ready for it yet. You know, if you if you tell yourself you suck enough, it doesn't hurt as much when exactly. it's that's what Minnesota exactly. fans are taking the approach of on this one. I am not too worried either. I mean, of course, he's a young quarterback, he's got some things to learn. Some people will say, Oh, you're just you're looking at it with rosy glasses. Nah, man, nah. We've had a quarterback who's passed the ball for more than 20 attempts in four games. Two of those games were good. Two of those games were bad. 
I'd say we're still finding out about our young quarterback. So I'm not going to panic, hit the yeah, – I'm just picturing the SpongeBob where he forgets his name and he's like losing all the files. <laughs> like that is what Gophers sports fandom is right now. But hopefully yep. they can pick it up after this week. We've got Northwestern. It seems like a cupcake with all that's happened with Northwestern's program in the offseason and whatnot. But, you know – there's always that little hint, that little feeling <laughs> in the back of your brain. Goes, Ready to get hurt. Bowling green. <laughs> Bowling green. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still a little bit nervous. What would be your biggest worry in this Northwestern matchup? I think it, it, you know, I still look back at the last game and the defense, obviously we had our hiccups, but. If you take away two huge plays, two huge plays over the top that we just got beat on, like it was just blown assignment. You take away those those two touchdowns, the defense was still, you know, we were there. We were there. If you take away those big plays. So biggest worry, it it's it is the offense. It's got to be the offense. It's it's we can't if we can't figure out how to find up find some sort of consistency, then then I just don't know how we're going to continue to be successful. And I'd love to win some more games more than just by, you know, a last second field goal. I get that. I get that. My biggest worry for this week is with Ethan, and it's not about Ethan itself himself. It's about his confidence. If I, Ethan, if you are listening to this podcast, I want you to get off of all of social media. I want you to put it down, change your, have somebody else change your passwords and stay away from all the negativity and go be you. Go do your thing. Go light it up. And when you come back at the end of the season, don't even come back after a win or anything like that. Come back at the end of the season when it's all said and done. And then you'll see the right reaction from fans. You'll see people giving you love and talking about how it was a growing year. But put it down for now. Only listen to this podcast. We got you covered. But everything else, put it away because I just don't want its confidence to be torn down to the point where we've seen different players look like studs, look like they have a ton of potential, and then not get there because they're torn down by fan bases, yep. coach, whatever, what have you. So my biggest worry for this matchup is his confidence and if he can rebuild on it and get away from the outside noise. Now, what is the biggest thing that gives you life in this matchup? What are you looking forward to? What makes you confident this can be a win for the Gophers? You couldn't. I'm confident that you couldn't ask for a better team to have a bounce back from. You know, again, you, the Bowling Green. We don't we don't say it, Bowling but green. but if you look at our schedule, this is these are you, you, the next two teams. I mean, I mean, the Raging Cajuns are you know they're they're decent. Northwestern is Northwestern right now, and with all looks at it, going into Michigan, we could still be you know looking at coming off of two wins here. So I'm confident that we have a nice two game, two weeks to get, get right. We really have a chance to get right before we get back into big time play. Or I mean, I suppose Northwestern is big time technically, whatever. It doesn't feel like it, right? It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. It is definitely, you couldn't ask for a friendlier matchup, especially a matchup that you should be able to win. But on top of that, hopefully give yourself a two and zero standing in the conference play, which would be a big start. Um, and it also gives Tristan two weeks to talk himself into beating Michigan once again. I'm not going to be on that train with you, dog. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie to you. I'm not out. 
calling it two weeks behind, but okay. unless they go absolutely <laughs> ballistic, I'm probably going to be kind of on the opposite side of you on a lot of that games week we'll get predictions. You back. But besides that, let's get to our spicy take for this matchup. What is one spicy take you have for Northwestern week? Spicy take. This is actually going to lead. Ooh, what if if I use my uh, my pick for standout my offensive player of the week? Can I sure. overlap we'll here? Him right here, you can spicy do pick. Brevin's back. Brevin's hey. back this week. Brevin's back this week because I know nobody on that field is more frustrated with even the outcome of the game than my brother. That man cannot lose. He hates he hates losing. So I know he put in the work this week. Um, got his mind right. And so it has – that's my spicy take. Brev is back. Brev is back. Hey, I am here for that spicy take every day of the week and can't wait for it to be not spicy but a real deal. Um, I, my spicy take for this week is Zach Evans either gets touches this week or he'll be in the transfer portal. I think that's Ooh. my spicy take. Um, if Coach – Fleck and crew don't let this man touch the ball. And this week, maybe next week would be the final week where you'd really see it happen. But I think if they don't allow him to get carries in this one, I would not be surprised to see him put his name in very, very early because there's really no excuse to not have him touch the ball. Not saying like he just deserves it or anything like that because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But Right now, Bryce is hurt, right? And yep. the only other scholarship back that you have outside of Darius Taylor, well, I'm, let me walk that back because that's not true. Um, Darius Taylor and Sean Tyler are carrying the load right now, but you need someone to spell them. You need someone to be able to give them relief so that way you don't end up with an injury or anything like yep. that. We've always had somebody, a third back that can get 10 touches here and there and they need that right now so i think zach evans needs to see the field and if he doesn't if it's jordan uh newbin or somebody like that then i think that zach evans is going to put his name in the portal sooner than later but that's hopefully not the deal hopefully we'll see him on the field hopefully we'll get to see that talent come to fruition but we're going to move on over to over unders We've got some spicy ones this week. We've got some fun ones. And you know what? It's Northwestern week, so I'm ready to smash the over. That's <laughs> what's coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people faster and for free. And LinkedIn Jobs is the place to be on top of any time I've ever ever looked for a job, I've always gone to LinkedIn because that's where everybody's at. That's where people are networking the most. And that is where you can go to find quick ways to apply, quick ways to see what's available in your area. You can focus in on certain regions. I absolutely love it. So if you are trying to look for the right candidates, you should be on the spot where people want to be the most. And that is LinkedIn. So you can go on there, create a free job post, and then you can add a purple hiring hashtag on your personal profile picture. So people in your network can see your hiring and help send you suggestions as well. They also have simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the right candidates with the right skills for your opening that you would like to interview. It's why 
small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So create your free job post at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post about your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, folks, we need to talk about our new friends over at DoorDash with their grocery options, because have you ever been on like the last slice of bread and you're making some toast and all of a sudden you burnt it and you were really looking forward to it or the bagel or whatever else you had going on and you're like, man, that just ran out or oh, the avocados went bad or oh, I can get them. I'm, I can I get down with an omelet tonight. The eggs are all bad. They expired last week. Man, you can get it all taken care of with DoorDash because they can get you your grocery items as well. It's not just fast food. Then you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 in value when you use code Lockdown College at checkout. Limited time offer and terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE. Don't forget that the code is LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Gophers fans, thank you for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers and making us your first lesson when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now it's time for the over-unders, and typically Tristan is the over guy, but we both might be smashing it this week now. It's time to announce last week's predictions winner, and it was Tristan yet again. He pulled out seven points last week of a total of 15, and I pulled out six points. We both had a rough go. We were both very high on Minnesota, so it likely shows why we got less than 50% of the points right on that one. But we're moving into Northwestern week. I think we can get some high numbers here. It starts off with the line of 11.5 in favor of Minnesota. Do you think they cover in this game and win by 12 or more? Yes, this is a Minnesota covers. We are, I think, are we 0-4 against the spread so far this year? Something like that? Uh, probably. I actually would have to I, look at that one. I, I'm pretty sure we are. But I am I would go definitely Minnesota with the points this week. Uh, I'm going to go with you. Uh, this Northwestern team looks worse than last year's Northwestern team. They don't have the star like, Peter Skaronsky or Evan Hull or anybody like that. And this Gophers team beat them 31 to three last year. So I'm going to go ahead and say they can get that 11 Rutgers beat them 24 to seven Duke beat them 38 to 14. I think the Gophers can follow that trend even with a struggling offense. So I will go with the over on that one as well, but the points line, this is the interesting one here. It's 38 and a half. So what do you have for the points combined points, 38 and a half over or under? Okay, I actually don't I don't hate that. I I'm tempted to go under. Again, Northwestern is not very good. I don't I don't want to <laughs> jinx it. I hate that. I hate that. But I, I mean I see them coming away, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get a couple of drives, maybe a couple of field goals is what I'm is what I'm thinking. But I also see our offenses as we are still growing, you know you know, 30 points is a lot of points for us to put up 32 points or whatever it would be. So I'd still, I'm leaning towards under. 
I am with you. So we're chalk so far. I'm going with the under. I don't think the Gophers are getting above 30 points unless they're absolutely clicking and diamond like we want them to. But I'm not going to put that over until I see it. So I'm going to go ahead and say (laughs) under as well. Northwestern, I think... I think they're going to get some field goals in this one. I think maybe they get like six, nine points, but I am not really confident that they're going to score a lot because I think this Gophers defense is going to come with a vengeance. They're mad about what happened to them. They gave up 400 yards. They gave up explosive plays, and they don't do that. So they're Mm -hmm. going to come with the fire. They're going to come with the heat, and I think they're going to come with a mission at hand to really shut down this team on the road. So I'll go under with you. Total rush yards by the running backs. 154.5 is the line for Gophers running backs. What do you got here over or under on 154 rushing yards? Total, I – okay, that one I like the over on. I do like the over. I think, like you said, um, there's a couple of guys who you would hope get a couple more carries. But overall, like, there's no way we can start to, you know, get after this offense if we don't have that many. And this defense is again one we should we should be able to do it on and get right with. So I'm gonna go with under. I'm gonna and this is might sound blasphemous, but I'm gonna go with under <laughs> because I think Northwestern is going to stack the box and be like, prove it. We saw what happened with North Carolina yeah. and we saw Darius Taylor back to back Big Ten freshman of the week. We'll take that away. We will send an extra lineman, we'll send an extra hat and Prove it, Ethan Kalig menace. So I'm going to take the under. I think maybe they still get around 150, but I'll take the under on 154.5. Now let's go to total yards for Northwestern. Total yards for Northwestern's offense. I've got the line at 249.5 yards. So basically, do you think they'll get 250 or more yards, or do you think they'll stay under that 250? What do you got over or under? 250. Hmm. Hold on. Hey, I didn't hear the question. I'm going to be honest with you. My headphone died. No, it's cool. He's sorry. just ignoring me on the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm like sorry. Weekly, And he's like, no, nah, it's cool. I don't got to listen. I just win back-to-back weeks, so it's all Gucci. It's the electronics. <laughs> it's the electronics. No, it's totally fine. So total yards for Northwestern's offense. We've got the line at 249 and a half. So do you think they'll go 250 or higher? Or do you think they'll go lower? Their past three weeks, they've had 201 in week one, 319 in week two, and 267 in week three. I'm definitely going under on that. I'm going under. I I don't our defense is our defense has to have a bounce back game. They have to. And our defense, they haven't played a defense as good as ours. I'm still in. I'm still in. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with the under because I think the defense is gonna go crazy. I think their quarterback tends to turn the ball over a lot. And I don't know if they really have a running back that can aim up to give the Gophers problems. So I'm going to go with the under as well. But sacks, Gophers, line is two and a half. So this Northwestern team has given up five, two, and two. So it's like right in the money because two is probably a good number. They'll probably maybe get at least two. But do you have them going over two? That's the real question here. Oh, you know I have them going over too. <laughs> you know I have them going over too. My D line. They 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 still had how many do we end up with last week? Still at two, two last yeah, two, week. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm over. We're over. 
I don't know what to do here. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and take the under. I'm going to go under. I think they get the two, but I don't think they get over it. Hopefully they prove me wrong, but we'll flip it to turnovers. Forced, the line is one and a half. What do you got here? Do they have two or more turnovers, or do they have one or less? Mm. Defense this week, it's a get right. I, no, like nobody's getting beat deep this week. Rossi's Rossi's not going to allow that. Not two weeks in a row. I'm I'm going to go over again. I like the uh, I just like this matchup. I hate that I'm doing this to myself again because I'm going to be so sad <laughs> if we don't show up. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm going to go under. I'm trying to get my first dub in this week four matchup. So I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go with one turnover. Uh, but I do think they do get one. Now, the final over under number for us is Ethan Kalik Manis, pass yards. 195.5 is the line. So do you think he gets 196 or more? Actually, I'm moving that up. We're going 199.5. So do you think he gets above 200 pass yards, or do you think he stays under 200 yet again? Uh, okay, this one I – I think I'm going to go under. I think I'm going to go under just because our our offense has to get clicking. And I know PJ is going to, he's got to go back to the run. He knows that that's what, where he's going to find his success and he's going to go back to it. I don't think he's going to go all the way back to the point where he's, where he's, you know, only running the ball, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go under. I think Ethan's going to bounce back. He's going to have some nice throws but it's going to be baby steps to get back to where, where we want to be. I'm going over. Lock me in. I'm going Ooh. over. And you know what? I'm taking PJ at his word. PJ told me in the press conference, told all of us in the press conference, it wasn't just me. I'm not going to act like I'm special there. But he told <laughs> all of us in that press conference that he has gone completely away from the passing game when issues have arrived. 100% he's done that before, and we know he's done that before. But he said they're not doing that with this team. This team needs the passing game in order to reach the, the, the goals that they have set. They're going to need the pass game. I think not only do they need that for this week, but they need it moving forward for your Michigans, for your Iowas. I think this is the game where PJ's like, go prove everybody wrong. I'll take him over that 199.5. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and drop four hundo like Drake May. <laughs> no, no, sir. Not, so, not that. But I think he I gets know. his first 200-yard game on the season. Some are saying the Ethan uh, Heisman campaign starts at Northwestern. I'm just saying. Some are saying. Some are saying. Some are saying. I didn't say I was saying this. Some are saying. Some doesn't begin with the letter K, but some (laughs) are saying that. But anyways, we are going to move forward with the predictions, the best part of the show, the the portion that everybody shows up to really hear. That's what we're going to cover up coming up next. All right, I got to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel.com because they have a fantastic deal going on right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet or more. That's $200 in bonus bets 
win or lose. So no matter what you bet on, you're still getting $200 back in bonus bets. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time and it's no better time to get into action. You can get on on spreads, players, player props, over-unders, and so much more. They cover all of the leagues, including college football, including college basketball, which will be here before you know it. So over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, you can visit there to get that $200 in bonus bets with a $5 bet. FanDuel official sportsbook of Locked On. And we are back. We took a little water break in there. You know, Tristan can't do technology. He's starting to feel like a boomer out there. Just can't get any of his technology working the right way. But we're jumping into predictions. And you know what? The first prediction is what will Ethan Kaliak Manis' completion percentage be in week four? Oh, completion percentage. I think it'll actually be a lot higher. Like I said, I don't I, I I'm not in on the over for the passing yards, so which would mean maybe I'm on the under for passing attempts, which means more catches made because less passes thrown. Uh I'm gonna go with let's go with 70%. 70%. The mental 70%. gymnastics to get to that high, high percentage. I'll give it to you. I'm definitely gonna be lower than you here. I'm gonna take 62%. I think he's at 62. He's been uh, in the 55% range when it comes to over those first three weeks. That also is because that last week he was in under 40%, so that's pretty brutal. But week two, he was in the 70% almost the entire game until that interception later in the game and finished at like 65%. So it's not blasphemous, but if you're predicting the lower pass attempts like we saw in Eastern Michigan, it definitely could happen. But we're going to move to the receiving yards. Now, I'm going to go first this week because I want to have the potential to take your boy, Corey Crooms, who just <laughs> keeps on leading this team and giving Tristan points. But even with that said, I'm still not going to take Corey Crooms. I'm going to take Lameki Brockington <laughs> as my leader for receiving yards this week. I loved what I saw from him in very limited time last week. He should have had a huge explosive play that just didn't have an accurate pass on it. I think he gets right this week and blows up. All right, I'm going back to to the kid. I think I think Brev is this week. I think they're going to feed him. He's had a couple of... They just had a, a tough time, a couple of yucky drops, and he's not going to stand for it. I just know him, so I'm going to go with Brev. All right, I got a new one for you, a new prediction stat we haven't okay. done. Who leads the team in tackles this week? Ooh. I'm going to let you think about it. I'm going to let you think about it, and I'm going to lock mine in. Okay, uh, go for I'm it. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Maverick Baranowski. I think Maverick Baranowski has been very, very – I'm taking that back. I, okay, I'm, I'm giving myself a hard time now. I'm going to go with Jack Henderson. That's who I'm going to go with. Jack okay, Henderson okay. Because um, Maverick Baranowski, it's too risky for me. If Cody Lindenberg comes back, then all of a sudden we're not seeing the snaps that we need to lead in tackles. <laughs> so I'm running with Jack Henderson, who had his coming out party last week. That's exactly who I was kind of mulling over in my brain. But I'm going to go with Danny Strigal. Strigal, um, you know, coming off the edge, he's going to, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities. I don't know. Northwestern's passing game isn't anything lights out. So they're going to be running the ball. I, I like that. 
All right, we got the two picks for the first touchdown in the game. I'm gonna let you go ahead and go first. First touchdown. Oh, I should I should steal your. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Uh, it's, it's it's DT Darius Taylor. It's gonna be it's gonna be Taylor. I I can't I can't I can't I can't be silly here. I'm winning. I need to stay up. Okay, I'm going with your breakout of the day, spicy take of the day. We're going Brevin Span Ford. We're locking it in the get right game. So that is my first pick. On to you for your second pick for first touchdown. Ooh, second pick. Ethan, running touchdown. They drive the ball up the field, kind of get there, and just a little boot out. Um, I'm going to go with Daniel Jackson. He had a couple of oh. looks in the red zone last week. Uh, one, he fell up. If he wouldn't have fallen on the out route, I think he walks into the end zone on that one. So I think they'll have a couple looks dialed up for him. So I think I'm safe with one of those two getting the first touchdown. If it's not Darius Taylor, who's absolutely going to just steamroll some of these folks out there. What's going to happen? <laughs> All right. So we got offensive player of the game. And I am going to let you go first on this one. I will go first on defensive player of the game. So who do you have for offensive player of the game? Like I said earlier, still got Brev. I got Brev. I, I don't – I can't jinx him anymore. That's what I feel good about. Like now I'm going to be right. I'm going to be right. He probably did this because now my take is going to be right. So. <laughs> All right. I'm doubling down. I was wrong last week. I'm going to get it right this week. I'm going eighth and Cali McManus. Like I said, I think this is the get right game. I think this is the game where coaches let him go. I think Darius Taylor was going to be my easy pick here. But like I said, I think Northwestern tries to take that away. And I think they make Cali McManus prove it. I think he gets over 200 yards and he'll have a good day. Defensive player of the game. I'm going to go ahead and lock in. I'm going to lock in Tyler Newbin. He's he's kind of not been bad. He's not been down, but he's just I feel like the energy hasn't been quite to what we're used to seeing him. And so I think he's he's not going to stand for what happened in North Carolina. He's going to be on a mission. He's going to be on a mission to fire his team up and show them like that. We don't play that way. And I think Tyler Newbin comes out with a vengeance this week. I, I I like that pick actually. He was kind of he was kind of top of the list for me too. I even I think it was kind of tough during that game though. Like everyone was kind of mentally down. It seemed like, like it just wasn't. There was no energy there. So, um, I'm gonna go with. Give me Ba. Bow. Ooh, ba. Great pick. Ba. Is it great pronounced Ba or Bow? Yeah, Kyler Ba. ba. He has I, been balling. He is a monster, just and I love balling. I love when he gets TFLs. His celebration, he just yes. looks like just a monster out there. Like I'm waiting for the earth to crack underneath him. It's awesome. <laughs> He's going full <laughs> Super Saiyan out there on the. It like, does. It does. All right, we've got our final two. First one is the sleeper of the week. Who do you have for your sleeper? Give me Lamecky Brockington. He hasn't had a huge, huge, huge receiving game yet. This might be a good week for him. I'll, I'm gonna give give me give me a shot. I'm going with Anthony Smith. He saw Ooh. a huge jump in his snaps this last week. So he had 10 and 11 in the first two games, 41 in the North Carolina game. I think this is the game where they're just like, go get it, go get it, yep. and he's gonna come away maybe with his first sack of the year. I don't think he's had a sack this year. So I'm going with Anthony Smith as my sleeper of the week. Now we've got final score predictions. What do you got? Just a friendly reminder. We both took the under on 38 and a half points. So helping you with the math on that one. Let me go. 34 to three. 
He's standing. I want to be right under. Weaken under that line. (laughs) I want to be right under. Right under. Because I want to see as many points as possible. And I'm going to will it to happen. Defense holds him to three points. That's not unreal. All right. I'm going to go Northwestern. Nine. I'm going to go nine. I'm going to say they click kick three field goals in this game. No touchdowns. And I'm going to say Minnesota 24. So I'm going 24 to nine Minnesota's favor. This is the get right game. This is the time where you got to shake off last week, new week, new me. And it's time to go one and oh in the Northwestern championship week. Any final. Touchdown. Uh, (laughs) Any final thoughts you have for the listeners out there, Tristan? Uh, Just. I don't want, I want positive vibes, positive vibes. I mean, there's no reason we don't beat Northwestern, beat Louisiana. And then Michigan's overlooking us because they're thinking about Ohio state the next week. Like we're, we're alive. We're fine. We are so fine. Big 10 West is still in our hands. We're fine. We're alive. Just remember that. I would like to echo the good vibe sentiment. I am not fully on board with the Michigan <laughs> statements, but I'm with Tristan. We've still got a long season ahead of us, and there can be lots of positivity to still happen, a lot of growing to still happen with this young gopher team, but that's going to do it for us on Locked On Golden Gophers. We'll see you next week. This is Kane Rob signing off, Tristan Spanford signing off, Row the Boat, Sky Yuma, Go Gophers, and as always, do not forget to subscribe.